Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. You guys, you guys are too nice. You guys are too nice. Guys, I'm, I'm so sorry. Hiccup, we're two seconds in. And you're already giving me thumbs down, okay? I'm trusting all of it. Like, they're, you're going to become their worst enemy. I'm going to win them over. And I'm just kidding. Okay. Guys, I'm, I'm so psyched to be here with you. Um, it's, it's always such a privilege to be able to jump into the Word, to be able to connect with you guys. And I need you to understand something, guys. I am here to serve you. I've been praying for you. I've been looking forward to being here with you. So you will see me um, throughout the week and um, I'll be here for, for all the meals and some of your activities. Um, and hands down, I'm going to shoot somebody in the face and paintball. Like, I only do headshots. When I play paintball, it's headshots only. Um, so that's, that's going to happen. But that's the best place to get hit. Like, there's no pain. It's just, you know, you just get blinded by paint. Or it hits the mouth part, and then you can't breathe, and you're like, <gasps> and you're like breathing down paint. It's disgusting. There's a reason you guys didn't pick paintball. I'm just saying. Uh, but guys, I... <laughs> But, but guys, we are going to have a few short moments together each night where we're going to spend time in God's Word. We're going to see what is going to come out of God's Word as we explore this concept of kingdom tapestry and what God wants us to see this week. That's what I'm hoping to uncover with you. All right? So before we really jump in as, uh, as oh, man, what's his, what's his name? Help me out, guys. No, Rocket. Rocket, thank you. As, uh, as Rocket was saying, <laughs> believe it or not, that's not his actual name. <laughs> I know his actual name, but I can't remember what his nickname was. Uh, but as Rocket was saying, um, I was actually here as a teen adventure camp. Where's adventure camp? <laughs> I was here as a teen adventure camp counselor back in 2013, um, and I've been serving as a student and young adult pastor at Genesis Church in York, PA. Anybody from York? Really? Not anybody from PA? Okay, a, a couple of you. Man, all right, all right. Uh, you will not see, maybe a little bit, if you're lucky, you might catch a glimpse of my wife and kids, um, but this is my beautiful, go back to the title slide. David, go back to the title slide. Listen, especially the, like the girls, I expected more, okay? My kids are cute. All right, where was the, like, the, aw. Okay, this is my beautiful family. There we go. Thank you. I get it. Like, I bring the overall attractiveness of that photo. I, like, cut it in half. I'm just saying, my wife is, in, my wife is insanely out of my league. I know that, believe me. Um, and then our son, Elliot, he's four. He's a, whoa, whoa, too soon, too soon. <laughs> now I got it. All right. Clearly, my wife is pregnant in this, in this picture. This was back from Christmas. So ba- uh, six weeks ago, we had our baby boy, Oliver. <laughs> Come on. No. I'm just saying. Like, dude's cute. Looks like his mom. Good for him. Dude's cute. Okay. Back to the previous one. Back to the previous family photo. Our son, Elliot's four. Our daughter, Addison, is two. And then we have our baby boy, Oliver, who's six and a half weeks old. So you might catch a glimpse of them. We might be at the pool uh, one of the days. We'll, we'll see. Um, but guys, something I want us to do just to kind of loosen up a little bit, all right, have a little fun, OK? 
Okay, we're, we're going to spend a lot of time uh, in the Word, digging into the Word, but we need to enjoy as well. All right, so I'm going to borrow this. There's a really killer pastor out in, awesome pastor out in California. His name is Miles McPherson from the Rock Church. So I'm kind of borrowing this from him. He does this with his church. But it's called the Word Wave, all right? And um, Birdman. This is, Birdman, this is all riding on you. You are going to make or break this Word Wave, I'm just saying. But, okay, let me, let me explain it. Anybody, like, pro baseball game, football game, how many guys have done the Wave? You know, like, big, wait, sit down. You're not, we're not going yet. Calm down, calm down. But you guys done the Wave, like, anybody done the Wave? Anybody, like, been a part of a wave where it made it the whole way around the stadium? It looks so cool, right? Okay, so we're going to do the wave. We're going to go from Birdman all the way across to horsemanship. So horsemanship, okay? But here's what's going to happen. The entire way, like, it builds in, like, in, like, volume because as you do the wave, you say word. So by the end, we're all saying the word word because we're about to dive into the word. Before we dive into the word, that's why we do the word wave. Get it? Got it? Good. Okay. So, Birdman, you ready? Okay, guys. So we're going, we're going straight across. Ready? All right. Ready? One, two. Whoa, whoa. You start seated. What's your, what's your name, man? What's his name? It's I have a hard time believing that. All right, Craig. All right, Craig. You're excited. I like it. It's good. Okay. All right, ready? One, two, three. Word. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Put it. Put, put that on your resume. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. What's your name? All right, Megan, you're going to, you, we're going, hey, we're throwing it back. All right, we're starting over here. Craig, quiet down over there, Craig. I know, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you, man. All right. Ladies, you ready? One, two, three. Word. I'm watching you guys. I'm just saying. All right. I think we're going we're gonna to practice throughout the week. Well... We'll up, we'll up the difficulty as we go throughout the week. All right. We will. Not tonight, but we will. All right, guys. So as we jump into this theme of Kingdom Tapestry, I, guys, I don't know about you, but it, it helps so much when we know what it is we're actually talking about. Okay? So, guys, here's, what is a tapestry? A tapestry is a piece of thick textile fabric with pictures or designs formed by weaving colored weft threads, or by embroidering on canvas used as a wall hanging or furniture covering. So if you actually like Google image like a, a tapestry, this is what usually pops up. It's usually, you know, hanging in college dorm rooms all across the country. Maybe anybody have a tapestry hung up in their room? And it, what, what is it? It's similar, it's similar to that one? You got one? What is it? The Grateful Dead, okay. A tree, like just one tree, like lone. Okay, that's, cool. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You got one? The night sky. So these are nice. This wouldn't be bad. You got one? Wait, really? You have a tapestry of Sal from Practical Jokers. That, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Shh. 
So guys, here's what I need you to do. All right? Here's what I need you to do. As we talk about kingdom tapestry, this is normally what pops in your mind, but I need you to get rid of this thought. Okay? I want you to think about something a little more elaborate like this. I want you guys, I want you guys to check this out. This, this is the largest tapestry in England. Okay, it's over 500 years old. It's been being restored. It's in the process of restoration for the past 20 years. Now, check this out. This is 20 feet long, but this is only one of 13 sections making a massive tapestry of over 230 feet long. So we're not talking about, guys, we're not talking about, you know, these tapestries you might see hanging up in a room or draped over the back of your couch or whatever it might be. But these elaborate, intricate, detailed pictures with the goal of telling a specific story. And guys, ultimately, that's what a tapestry is all about. I mean, you can see some of the details in this picture of this battle scene. But guys, ultimately, tapestries are about storytelling. They've been crafted throughout history to tell us stories of different events and things that have taken place, but they were handmade. Okay, these were the genuine article. And they were a product. They were a product of creativity and vision. There was thought that went in behind it. You couldn't just start out a tapestry with no idea of where you wanted to go. You had to have an image in your mind if you were going to create something, especially to this scale. So guys, as we talk about kingdom tapestry, as we talk about that theme, where we need to start before we can even talk through how this tapestry has been created, what was the image, what was the picture that God started with? What was the plan? What was the design that God started with? Guys, here in a nutshell is God's design. God planned out a world that would live in perfect harmony and connectedness through relationship with him. That was God's image. That was God's design. Now, as we progress through the week, we're going to talk about some of the issues that arose and problems that threatened that design. But God's plan was to have this beautiful, harmonious, this world that's so in sync, connected to one another. And all of that being this foundation of connection with him. So God's picture in his mind of this kingdom tapestry is this beautiful creation, this masterpiece of relationship with God and with other people. And guys, what I love about this, this theme of kingdom tapestry, is when you look at what a tapestry is, it ultimately, it serves as this beautiful example of creativity. So this kingdom tapestry, this design, this plan that God has for this perfect world is ultimately this incredible image of his creativity. Check this passage out in Romans 1. Romans 1 verse 20. It says, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so they are without excuse. And guys, what this passage is ultimately talking about is that the beauty of God's creation, 
everything seen and unseen, all of those reflect who God is. It reflects his power. It reflects his divine nature. It reflects his creativity. Okay, so this kingdom tapestry, this this beautiful world living in harmony, that is a reflection of who God is. So not only is this tapestry a reflection of God's creativity, but it's also a reflection of God's power. Now, guys, I love Genesis 1, and I love this, this incredible historical story of how God brought our universe into existence, and I love this. And if any of you guys really love getting into the Bible, you're a student of the Word, I really encourage you, start checking out the Hebrew and the Greek, the original language that the Bible was written in. Guys, I'll be honest with you. The English language compared to the rest of the languages in all of humanity is really dumb. The English language, we oversimplify, and we end up missing out on some of the most beautiful elements of storytelling and some of the most beautiful aspects of Scripture because we can't fully verbalize what God's trying to do through English. There's such depth to some other languages around the world. But guys, check this out. All through Genesis 1, this is how God creates. Genesis 1-3, God said, let there be light, and there was light. That's the manner in which God creates. All right, on the, on the count of three, I want you guys to say fiat ex nihilo. One, two, three. Pretty good. All right, guys, fiat is Latin. Fiat means command, to speak. And ex nihilo means out of nothing. So the way in which God created, he commanded it, he spoke it into existence. Now guys, something I like to do in my free time, I like to do woodworking, carpentry. All right, I've made some tables and stuff. I kind of like to put a a little flare, a a piece in each room of my wife and I's home. So I made like this, it was very like Pinteresty. This is my wife's idea. But it was like this massive ruler to kind of measure how tall the kids are getting on. I made a bed frame. I made a coffee table. I made another coffee table. And then another coffee table. And then another bed frame. And a dining room table. So a bunch of different things. But I'm not creating. I'm taking some materials and reconfiguring them in such a way that it becomes useful for me. God is speaking these things into existence out of nothing. But guys, here's what I love about this. When you look at the Hebrew in Genesis 1, the the more literal translation is God said, let him be light, and he was light. Let him be light, and he was light. He brought it into existence because it was just overflowing out of his power. It was just overflowing out of his power. And if you go through the the rest of Genesis 1, this is how God brings our universe into existence. He speaks, and it happens. But then, this is where things pause, and this is where things get interesting. Again and again, he speaks, and it comes into existence. He speaks, and it comes into existence. And then, end of Genesis 1, verse 27, so God created man in his own image, and the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. But Genesis 2-7, God gets hands-on. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. Guys, in the Psalms, it says, By the word of the Lord, 
the heavens were formed. He spoke them into existence. By his breath, all their starry hosts. That Hebrew word where it says, by his breath, all their starry hosts, it's the same word here. He breathed into man and he became a living soul. The power of God breathing out stars is breathing life into us. So all of creation, he just speaks it into existence. But then what does he do with mankind? What does he do with you and me? He stops and he says, no, 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 no. I got to get hands on. I'm going to take my time with this one. I want to get this one right. I want man and woman, I want, I want my creation in my own image. I want it to be the genuine article. I want to weave this one together. And it becomes this beautiful picture. We become this beautiful picture of God's power and creativity. All right, Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, guys, what I love about that word there, right in the beginning, for we are his workmanship. What I love about that phrase is workmanship, the very definition of it, includes skill. The definition of workmanship, it has to deal with skill. So when it says, for we are his workmanship, I want you to think about this. Tapestries, guys, tapestries, they were reserved for royalty. They were for the rich and powerful. And they were clearly shown to be created with care. Very specifically. Now I want you to understand something. You have this phrase, you are his workmanship. By very de- definition, it means skill. God has created you with skill. He has gotten hands-on in your creation and has brought you into this life with the greatest care and the greatest value. So here's what I need you to see. And guys, you're going to see why I had to go this deep on night one. You think, dang, dude, we just got here and you're getting heavy already. There's a reason. I need you to hang with me. We're trying to discuss how God is creating this kingdom image He's weaving it together. But some of you came here today with this idea that I don't belong in that picture. That God's design does not include me. I shouldn't be a part of it. I would make that image worse. So yeah, God's trying to create this perfect, beautiful world. But if I'm in that picture, I'm bringing the quality down. And yeah, I made a joke at the beginning about how I brought the overall attractiveness of my family photo down, but I need you to understand something. Even if I am self-conscious about my looks, I'm still my wife's husband, and I'm my kid's father, and I belong in that picture. And I need you to understand something. You have been created with care and with value. God got hands on with you and he breathed star-breathing power into your soul to give you life and he wants you a part of the picture. There's not a question mark there. There's no doubt in his mind. So listen, if you're coming here with this idea, 
I say this because I love you. I love you too much not to tell you this. If you're coming here with this idea that you know better than God, even though God wants me in the picture, I don't belong, I say this with love. Shut up. You are no better than God. You are not better than God. You're not greater than God. You're not stronger than him. You're not more powerful than him, not more creative than him. So if he says he wants you in the picture, you get in the picture. If he says you're a part of the design, that means you're a part of the design because he created you with care and with value. And I know that this is heavy, guys, but believe me, if we can't grasp this, if you can't wrap your mind around the fact that God wants you in his kingdom tapestry, he wants you in that design, he desires to be in relationship with you, to be in that picture, if you can't even open your mind, your heart up to that reality, we're not going to get too far together this week. If the entire purpose is to discuss God's kingdom tapestry, but you don't think you belong in the picture, you're not going to hear anything else that God has to say to you this week. So I know that for night one, this seems kind of heavy, but we had to hit this because we had to get past this hurdle that God wants you a part of the picture. So as we start to figure out what that picture looks like, you're included now, before we go any further, I just want you guys to take a moment. I want you to kind of process this for a second. All right? And uh, check out this video. I'm a forensic artist. Worked for the San Jose Police Department from 1995 to 2011. I showed up to a place I'd never been, and there was a guy with a drafting board. We couldn't see them. They couldn't see us. Tell me about your hair. I didn't know what he was doing, but then I could tell after several questions that he was drawing me. Tell me about your chin. It kind of protrudes a little bit, hmm. especially when I smile. Your jaw? My mom told me I had a big jaw. What would be your most prominent feature? Kind of have a fat, rounder face. The older I've gotten, the more freckles I've gotten. I would say I have a pretty big forehead. Once I get a sketch, I say thank you very much, and then they leave. I don't see them. All I had been told before the sketch was to get friendly with this other woman, Chloe. Today I'm going to ask you some questions about uh, a person you met earlier, and I'm going to ask you some general questions about their face. She was thin, so you could see her cheekbones. And her chin, it was a nice, thin chin. She had nice eyes. They lit up when she spoke. Cute nose. She had blue eyes, very nice blue eyes. So here we are. This is the sketch that you helped me create. And that's a sketch that somebody described of you. So yeah, that's... closed off and fatter, sadder too. Mm -hmm. The second one looks more open, friendly, and happy. Mm -hmm. I should be more grateful of my natural beauty. It impacts the choices and the friends that we make, the jobs we apply for, how we treat our children. It impacts everything. 
couldn't be more critical to your happiness. Do you think you're more beautiful than you say? Yeah. Yeah. We spend a lot of time as women analyzing and trying to fix the things that aren't quite right. And we should spend more time appreciating the things that we do like. Guys, I know that that video was mainly focusing on, on women, but I need you to wrap your mind around this concept. At one point or another, maybe even this morning, maybe even when you first got here, as soon as you had a chance, you went to the bathroom to make sure that my hair was okay, make, whatever it might be. But we end up viewing ourselves under these certain lenses and under these stereotypes and perspectives and we end up putting all this weight on ourselves of who we're supposed to be. I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good-looking enough. I'm not funny enough. I didn't make first chair. I didn't get the solo. I didn't get the part I wanted. I didn't, get, I didn't make varsity. I didn't make the starting lineup. And you realize not a single one of those things I just listed has anything to do with how God has created you and wired you. Remember God's design. That he created us to be in relationship with him, relationship with other people. Look at this, Colossians 1.16. I promise, guys, we're right at the end here. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him, and for him. All things, including you, were created in him, created through him and for him. So I need, to, I need you to wrap your mind around this concept, or at least try to. If, you, if we have an all-powerful, good, good God, creative God, it is not possible for him to have messed up on you. You are not a mistake. You never have been. You never will be. And God wants you in this picture of his kingdom tapestry. He, you are a part of this design. But we have to make this decision of whether or not we're going to open ourselves up to that truth so we can see what God has for us for the rest of the week. So this is kind of like our big takeaway, our big point for this evening. Is we will only see the incredible work God wants to do with us and through us if we can start by seeing why he wants you a part of the picture. Why he wants you a part of the design. We are only going to be able to see the incredible things he wants to do with us, through us, if we can start by seeing the fact that he desires a relationship with us, he wants you in that image, in that design. Guys, I'm so looking forward to spending the rest of the week together. Please, I'm here for you. Go ahead, come over, sit down next to me, grab me for breakfast or lunch or dinner during free time. If you want to chat, please make sure you take advantage of your counselors. Grab them for one-on-ones. 
Pull them aside at meals. Ask tons of questions. I promise you guys, it is a promise in His Word. If you seek Him, you're going to find Him. If you knock at His door, He's going to answer. So let's see if we can seek Him out this week. Because if we do, we're going to find Him. Let's pray. Father, I praise You. I thank You so much for the fact You've blessed this immensely. It says in Your Word, You've blessed us with every spiritual blessing. But for some reason, You've blessed us with material things, including the ability to come to a camp like this to worship and talk about Jesus and learn about the Bible, and that's just such an incredible blessing. God, help us not to take that for granted, to not miss out on what You could possibly have for us this week. And Lord, as we continue on throughout the week, as we dive into your word, help us to see more and more of you, who you are, and your truth. That we can be changed by you. But God, open us up. Open us up to that reality that you want us a part of the design. You want us a part of the picture. Because you have made us. It is not possible for you to have screwed up on us. Lord, we love you. We thank you for our time together. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.